You ever sit down at your dinner table at night after you cook a long meal? Took you hours. You sit down at the dinner table and you start to eat it and you just look down and say, this sucks. Well, now you don't have to. Go to unitedharvest.com. Yeah, it's an ad. Tricked you. Unitedharvest.com to get high quality cuts of meat. I'm talking cross wasami angus beef. I'm talking American grass-fed lamb. I'm talking Hooterite pork. Canadian Hooterite pork. This stuff is incredible. I promise you will not be disappointed. Go to the website, unitedharvest.com. Type in the referral code, the promo code, FRIENDS15, all caps, FRIENDS15, for 15% off your first order, unitedharvest.com. Have you ever had a situation in life where you just had to draw a line in the sand and say, look, enough is enough, no more. Hey everybody, I want to welcome you back to a brand new episode of the Cattle Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Scott. If you've listened to us for any length of time, you know that we're not afraid to tackle a topic some people would say is a little controversial. We've talked about things like race, we've talked about things like religion. Well, today we're going to make it a trifecta of sorts as we talk a little politics on the show. Now, wait a minute. Don't tune out just yet. I think you're going to want to hear what we have to say. I'm going to welcome to the episode today Mr. Bob May of Wisconsin, who's going to share with us some thoughts on the 2020 presidential election and a very important date that's coming up on January 6th. Now, what's important about January 6th, you might ask? Well, that's when our nation's government will meet in Washington, D.C., to officially certify the results of the 2020 presidential election. But there's one problem. They're going to certify that without ever investigating the allegations of massive fraud that occurred in multiple states. Well, Bob May and I think that's wrong. And in this interview, we're going to tell you what we plan to do to take action and invite you to join us and explain what you can do to draw your own line in the sand and make your voice heard. Like I said, we talk a little politics, but it's an important topic that I want you to listen to from end to end. A lot's at stake here, and the fact is, the shot clock is ticking down. We don't have much time to take action. I hope you enjoy today's interview on Cattle Pros with Mr. Bob May. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cattle Pros podcast, and let's give a big Cattle Pros welcome to Mr. Bob May of Mineral Point, Wisconsin, owner of May Show Cattle, father of uh, Brock and Lauren that many, many of you know, uh, ambassador for the Weaver Livestock Brands, the Perina Livestock Feeds, and an all-around good guy. Bob, welcome to Cattle Pros, man. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. Uh, I think this will be a real interesting conversation. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, th I think that's safe to say for sure, but we really do appreciate you. I know you're crazy busy right now especially and you're a guy that keeps himself busy year-round but you know at the time that you folks are listening to this uh, many of you are in the same boat that Bob is I'm imagining Bob and that's preparing for the uh, Cattlemen's Congress down in Oklahoma City that has uh, popped up to take the place of the canceled National Western so how are those preparations going for you? Uh, the, the preparations I think are going good uh, we're looking at the national weather map and I think we're going to 
sit back for a day and uh, we were going to head down there tomorrow morning or at least the kids and the cattle were and it looks like there's a big system coming up through maybe that Kansas City area with some ice and snow so I think we're going to sit tight till Saturday morning but as far as the preparation the cattle and the kids I think I think we're we're ready or we hope we're ready we're gonna we're gonna venture that way here in another another day so I guarantee I'm looking forward to it. And if you're listening to Cattle Pros driving down the road, either headed down or coming home, or maybe even popped us in at the show, wish you safe travels. We wish you good luck, and, and maybe we'll run into you while we're down there. Now, if you guys are fans of podcasts, and not just ours, but you've ran into Bob before. Bob has been on a lot of these things. He's given some outstanding interviews on other podcasts. And if you haven't listened to those, by the way, go and listen to them. Look them up. Search Bob out. Bob, one of the, and I can't remember who you did it with, I think Ferris Simon, but you spoke a lot just kind of about your background and history and told the story about Sugar Ray and all those. Boy, that was good. I even had my kids listen to that. You know, that's, that's the only one actually that I've ever done, Jake. This would be the second one. I really enjoyed doing that with Ferris. I actually, just quickly on that, it just, it just kind of happened. Uh, we were at uh, Rick Fry's funeral in Iowa. And I didn't know, well, I'd been to Ferris's place a time or two when I'd been out visiting and looking at some cattle in California. And so I knew Ferris, but didn't know him real well. And somehow between the cemetery and the, the celebration of life after the cemetery, we were riding a pickup together and somehow the, <laughs> a little bit of the Sugar Ray story came up. And so that's, that's how that all came to pass. It was, it was fun doing that. So this is only my second one. I'm certainly, uh, I'm not a pro at this by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I enjoyed that one, and I'm sure I'll enjoy this one. Well, it was way good, and, and we enjoyed it. And uh, something you are a pro at are the, uh, the, the knowledge, the education, and the clinics that uh, you're passing along and putting on for these kids that are wanting to get involved and get better at show cattle. And I know you do a lot of work with, as well as your son, uh, with Weaver putting on these clinics and no doubt a lot of people have ran into you there and, and those are very, very fun. And we hope our kids have a chance to do some of those as well. So you, you, there's a lot of moving parts to what you guys do and, and we respect it very much. Again, Bob, no better person to, to pick someone's brain about the cattle business than you, but that's not what you and I are here tonight for. Um, you know, for as many of you know that, that Bob, uh, you know about his career in the cattle business, you know about his knowledge of the cattle business, you may not know that Bob also follows American politics very, very closely. And uh, sometimes when, when we get together on a phone call or run into each other at a show or something, we may spend as much time, Bob, talking about, uh, you know, the politics of America as we do the cattle of America. For, for sure we do, and, and sometimes... Sometimes we may go a little long on that, but um, <laughs> I do enjoy it. Uh, and I can tell by visiting with you, Jake, that you do too, by, by just trying to at least be in the know or at least think we're in the know of what's going on and, and uh, uh, with our government. You know, when I was a young kid, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but when I, when I was young, fresh out of high school and into my middle 20s and maybe even early 30s, I might not have been able to tell you who the vice president was. I was pretty sure I knew who the president was all the time, but I didn't follow it, didn't care. I just, I had my life to live. And, and I think a lot of people do that. And that's not being critical. I just think that's uh, some of that goes with youth. And um, uh, as we get older and, and get a family and have kids and get concerned for their futures and what kind of 
what kind of country they're going to grow up in. I think that's what cause, I think that's what draws you and I together when we get to shows besides talking about what our kids got there and what we're competing with. Um, also the fact of, of our concerns going forward. Well, look, I don't blame anybody. And I think we can both understand this. If you're listening to this and you say, man, come on guys, give me some slack here. I'm just, I'm not into this whole political thing. It's weighty. It's heavy. I 100% agree with anybody that would say that, especially modern day politics, because it's gotten ugly, it's gotten nasty, it's, it's hard to decipher truth from fiction, there's a lot of games and, and, and things that are played, and so I, I can tell you what, Bob, although that you wasn't interested much as a kid, it's funny the way God wires us all differently, for whatever reason, I mean, from the time I can remember understanding what a president was, I was always kind of fascinated by politics. And uh, I, I was the, the odd kid that would watch the news at night with his mom and dad just to, to stay current on things. And so I've always followed. I've always had an interest in it. But even so, I can relate in modern times how it just gets old. And so if you're listening to this and, and you're like, man, I don't know if I'm up for a political conversation. I promise you, man, I am right there 100% with you. But I think this is one, Bob, that's worth having no matter where you stand, Republican, Democrat, if you're, quote, into politics or, quote, not into politics, we want to tackle something here on this podcast that I think all of us as Americans need to be concerned about. And I want to give credit before we start here, Bob, and, and you talk about this a little bit too, but um, was approached by uh, Mr. Matt Lautner that many of you will know who's also very, very politically active and has done a ton of research about our recent election between uh, President Trump and his opponent, Joe Biden, and uh, expressed some concerns that you and I shared, Bob, about the legitimacy of that election and uh, actually teased the idea of us getting together on this podcast, which obviously we've decided to do. But tell a little bit of that story to the listeners, Bob, of how this podcast took shape. Well, <clears throat> for uh, I would give a little shout out to Matt and, 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 and quite honestly, Matt has kind of embarrassed me a little in terms of his, his uh, ability and his, his want to, to, to research things and, and dig into things. He brings a lot, a lot of facts to the table that, you know, I, I, he keeps up with it even during the day. And, and I'm really proud of the work he's done. We're actually admittedly, we're on about a 12, 13, 14 person, uh, uh, group text messaging and and Matt is he just brings a lot of really deep stuff and and not conspiracy stuff um, you know I'm I'm sure you know when you when you have certain views no matter what side of the aisle you're on you know somebody says oh that's not true that's a conspiracy theory well Matt's not that guy Matt digs deep and and you know he he's just done an outstanding job of researching some of this stuff like the the <clears throat> the voter fraud that 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 many think have happened, myself included. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think the sky is falling. I don't wake up in the morning to see if it has come down. Um, but I, but I do believe there has been some vote. There has been some massive voter frauds in in six or seven different states, and we'll talk about that in in details. I know Jake, you laid out a format here of of things that are factually proven and things that are going on right now. And so, yeah, Matt's done an outstanding job with this. Um, uh, you know, people that are in the cattle business know who Matt is, and uh, he's he's very uh, very adamant about this, and he's he keeps his nose right in the middle of it, and he's doing an outstanding job of bringing facts to the table uh, 
Oh, I, I wouldn't say every day. I'd say every three or four hours. He's, he's on it. Well, we just want to give credit where credit's due, and, and a lot of it goes to him for doing a lot of the heavy lifting and deep, deep digging, as you said, on this stuff. And, and look, here's Bob and I's objective, and let's just lay this out very clearly before we get any deeper on this. Uh, we do think that this election thing has some things about it that stink and needs to be looked into, but the fact is time's running out to do that. And um, whether you're a Trump fan or not a Trump fan, I think we're all fans of fair and free and honest elections in America. And that's really what's on the line here, more so than a winner of a presidential election, as significant as that is. I don't make light of it. But perhaps even bigger than that, the argument can be made that the, uh, the integrity of our elections is on the line. And so we want to just help try and explain and inform some of the things that that we've been made aware of and that we've learned through, through, the, through our own research and through the help of others and, um, and lay that out for you folks and uh, certainly point out that, you know, if you feel compelled to do something, to act as we do, time's running out to do that. So let's get into that now, uh, Bob. Um, and we're going to jump in and just try and lay out some of the evidence. Uh, I think we'll get into that portion, portion of it now some of the evidence um, for fraud that did occur. And we're gonna talk about some of the consequences perhaps of, of that if it did take place. And, and we're gonna also cover, you know, why it's so important to get this right. So kind of a three point, three part uh, discussion that we're gonna have. So Bob, let's talk about it. Did fraud occur? I mean, that's what you and I are proposing. We're suggesting that's our basis here of this discussion. Um, I'll get us started. Um, President Trump's lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, most of you probably heard that name. He was the one-time mayor of New York City. He's now working as a lawyer for, for President Donald Trump. He and his team of lawyers, Bob, have collected literally hundreds, if not by this point, thousands of sworn affidavits. And if you don't know what all these words mean, a sworn affidavit is testimony that is given under oath. That means with the threat of punishment, if you're lying, from eyewitnesses. Bob, who have observed crimes with this election. And uh, there's a lot of them. We can, we can get into that, Bob. Starting with, I think, uh, Trump ballots that were flat out just thrown away and not even counted. Um, mail-in ballots. Now, this is something that's new to us. The mail-in ballots, we've always had absentee ballots, but the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. The COVID-19 pandemic we think was kind of used as a, as a tool of convenience to open up some doors that may have um, uh, facilitated some of this voter fraud for those that were interested in doing that because we have these mail-in ballots now that we've never dealt with before. And um, tons of these have issues and problems with them, including ballots that were uh, witnessed by these, by these folks who've sworn under oath that they've seen these things backdated to before the election. That's a big deal because uh, ballots dated after the election should not be legally counted. So they've witnessed people changing the, the mailing dates on those. Uh, things, Bob, poll workers not being, uh, not asking for voters, uh, IDs when they come to vote, which is illegal to cast a vote uh, if you don't have an ID. Uh, and being told by their bosses, by their supervisors specifically, do not ask for voters' IDs. Uh, you might have heard about the Sharpie controversy. A Sharpie, you know, the little Sharpie pins like we write on, on 
on posters and make notes with? Well, just like when we go back to school and, and you had those little multiple choice questions, your voter ballot, you fill out the little circle, but they always want you to do that with a certain kind of pen. And uh, some people were given Sharpies, which would make that ballot invalid. And it, and it was done heavily in um, more Republican leaning districts, which would uh, make you think many of the Republican votes for Trump were, were invalid in those districts. Um, in states, Bob, like Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, Wisconsin, primarily, voting laws prior to the election were changed illegally. So um, people um, through the Secretary of States, as I understand it, in these uh, particular states, were able to get these laws changed kind of behind closed doors and under the table. That should have been done in, in broad daylight and through their, their state legislatures but they were not, again, using some of these COVID loopholes. Uh, these new changes to the voting laws heavily favored uh, President-elect now, Joe Biden, and, and his Democratic uh, counterparts that were also on the ballots. Continuing on with some of this uh, evidence, in Pennsylvania, there were 200,000, say that again, 200,000 votes that were overreported. Now, Biden won Pennsylvania, but only by a margin of victory of 77,000 votes. So the discrepancy in votes is nearly three times larger than his margin of victory. And simple math says that probably erases his victory in that state. In Brooklyn, New York, near 100,000 mail-in ballots were sent out by mistake, uh, which is obviously a very heavily Democrat voting area. Ohio, 50,000 of these mail-in ballots went to the wrong addresses, but could still be sent in. 500,000, say that again, 500, half a million ballots in Virginia were labeled with the wrong return addresses. Bob, we go on and on and on. There's about 20 of these examples of, um, of problems and fraud, um, ballots that were found in the road ditch, uh, mail-in ballots from our, our military people, our armed service people that were found in dumpsters, um, military ballots that were supposed to be given to our service members that were given to residents of Queens, New York. Um, some people in Washington, D.C. receiving up to five extra ballots, which again, do the math, that lets them vote five times more than you and I got to vote. This is a weird one to me, Bob. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mail-in absentee ballots mail-in and absentee ballots were stolen from Baton Rouge, but they turned up in the trash in Houston, Texas. That's, that's a, that one's really strange to me. Uh, in Wisconsin, your home state, three tubs of absentee ballots were discovered after the election. An election official, someone in charge of running these things in Florida, was caught trying to register 50 dead people as Democrats. Shouldn't laugh about that, but some of this is laughable. In California, nearly a half a million ballots were sent to people who either died or moved out of the state. Uh, just as bad in Florida, um, residents, I think of Palm Beach, received duplicate ballots and ballots for their dead relatives. That'd be a nice surprise to see in the mailbox. So Bob, I, I run down a pretty lengthy list there, but I do wanna lay out some facts again so that folks know this isn't just conspiracy theory stuff. This is hard evidence. It's proven. Are these just mistakes and coincidences? 
coincidences, Bob? I mean, what do you say? Well, <clears throat> well the first thing I say is sitting here and listening. I mean, I, I read your format before this phone call, obviously. <clears throat> and and the, the, the first word that pops in my mind is if you're, if you're just learning some of this, I mean, I've, I've been updated on all this as we've gone since November 3rd. And it, it's, over, it's literally overwhelming that <clears throat> this much stuff could be going on and, and why, why it isn't getting picked up, why mainstream media won't, won't tell the general public what, what actually is going on. And I don't, you know, J Jake, at the end of this conversation, you mentioned two words a little earlier, Democrat and Republican. And I think anybody that listens to this at the end of the, at the end of this conversation is going to realize that we're not, we're not uh, coming after Democrats. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a conservative uh, and you are too. Um, I, I guess I'd be slated as more of a Republican than a Democrat, but I, I'm not, I'm not here to trash anybody, but all that stuff you just gave is overwhelming, just overwhelming. But what about, what about this one, Jake, as we speak, this happened yesterday, and, it, and as we speak right now, it's going on. They may be have, have adjourned for the night in Georgia yesterday. Uh, and, and I wish I could remember the, the, the representative from Dominion Voting Machines, but he, he, was, he, he was testifying a week ago, and I think he was under oath now. Don't quote me on that. But he said that, that there's no way the Dominion Voting Machine could be connected to the Internet. Were you aware, Jake, yesterday that during the hearing, a man hacked the Dominion voting machine with his cell phone while he was in the meeting and he did it to show him you could? Did you know that? I believe this was a, a state Senate uh, meeting. I'll use that. I don't know what their proper term was. Where the guy giving the presentation live in front of the group of people in real time hacked yep. into this machine, which allowed data to go to the machine, away from the machine, be manipulated in the to and from. It, it was absolutely unbelievable. That's in Fulton County, Georgia, by the way. Okay, one, well, let me add to that. And sometimes I don't finish a thought very good, and I'm well aware that I'm guilty of that. The, from the very get-go, <clears throat> it's been out there. And, of course, when you talked about this early on, you were a conspiracy theorist. But it, it was projected back shortly after the election that these Dominion voting machines were flipping votes from Trump to Biden. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, Dominion come out and defended their stance, which I'd expect them to, and guaranteed the general public, you and me, that the, this, they could not be connected to the internet. There's no, no way this was true. It couldn't be happening. And in real time yesterday, a guy did it right in front of that Senate meeting. Yep. Also, Jake, I don't know, this happened today. I, I caught this before you and I started up tonight. A bipartisan, unanim, a, a unanimous uh, vote uh, voted to decertify the, the Georgia vote. Did you know that? I hadn't heard that yet. That's good news. Yeah, that was, yep, that's good news. But, but that's, that's all happening as, as we go on here. And I know we keep referring to, you know, uh, past vis, uh, Vice President Biden as president-elect and we don't, we're not hearing any of this stuff. If, if, if you're not investigating this stuff and if, you know, I, I used to be a big Fox news guy, I'd admit that. And, and for liberals list that might listen to this, you probably hate Fox news. Well, I, I think they've been compromised myself, but 
even even them, I, I turn on them right now from time to time. They're not reporting any of this. They're, they're, you're not seeing any of it, and we need to know. I mean, one of the most precious things we do as Americans is the right to vote. And it needs to be counted and it needs to be counted fairly. And, and I, I truly believe if this makes me a conspiracy theorist, then I guess I got to fall in that category. Uh, I, I think this election was incredibly fraudulent. And I, th I think there's as many corrupt Republicans as there, what I call deep state rhino Republicans. So, so I'm not going after Democrats that I'm calling Democrats cheaters. I think this, this, this cesspool is really deep. And I, I think if we don't protect this election now, um, th this, this is why at the end of this, I, I guess at the, at the end of the day, when people are wondering, why, why are Jake and I talking about this? And, and what, do you, what do you think we're going to do about it? I, I think at the end of the day, we're going we're gonna to promote and encourage you to call your representatives, especially in these six states, and, and give your opinion that, hey, we're, we're watching here. We, this needs to be done fairly and, and honestly. And yeah. at this point, I don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, 100%. That is the bottom line, I, I think, of what we're driving at here is, you know, Bob and I, we, we have a way that we voted and, and we want our guy to win, but we kind of can get into this mentality of, of like watching college football or something. We, we want to root for our team at, at all costs and don't want the team that, that we're against to, to win, you know, any way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm going right. to tell you this on the record. <clears throat> if, if Joe Biden won this thing fair and square, I can accept it. I then can he's, accept then, you know what he is? You know what it is after that, Jake? At that point, if it, I agree with you, then he is our president. Even though you didn't vote for him, and I didn't vote for him. I mean, I guess I don't think you voted for him. I didn't. Well, I, I voted for Trump. I'll be very yeah, proud of that. Not, yeah, not I did that. too. But if they if they'll investigate this and prove that there was no fraudulent uh, activity, he's my he's my president. Even though I didn't vote for him, he, then then he's my president. But they th this if we don't stop this now. If we don't get to the bottom of this, I, I'm of the belief now, now if this throws me again in a conspiracy category or whatever category you want to throw me in, I don't think we'll never I don't think we'll ever witness another fair election in this country. That's my fear. And it'll be um I, I think if it becomes so obvious, and to me, we're on the bubble of it now becoming so obvious that um something happened here that's at least, at the very least, worthy of investigating and digging a little deeper into to prove whether it did or didn't. But if that doesn't happen, I think our country loses hope in the integrity of our election, integrity of our and honesty of our government. I think that's on shaky ground as it is, but we haven't completely lost that hope. And that's a serious thing to lose faith in your country uh, and the people who are running it that we've trusted. I mean, it, it's done us right for 250 years here, but um, that doesn't mean that it's going to go on, for another 250 years. And let me, let me say this, Bob, I think every generation, uh, our grandparents, our fathers, and their grandparents and their fathers have had something in their lifetime come along that they've had to stand their ground on and fight for our country. World War I, World War II, civil rights movements. You can go on and on and on and on. Back to where my family came from in Alabama. Civil War, before that, Revolutionary War. We're challenged constantly 
for this nation and for the freedom. And, and it doesn't just happen. It's so um, easy to say freedom isn't free. It's almost become a bumper sticker. But we're actually experiencing, for some people listening for the first time in your lifetime, a real fight here that could determine whether we keep our freedoms or begin to lose them. United Harvest procures the finest meats from the finest ranchers, farmers, and butchers. Many of you know the difference between farm-raised and store-bought meat. Having eaten those meats, I can guarantee you that they are the most superior steaks you'll ever eat. By offering the highest quality ag products directly to consumers, United Harvest is able to both bypass middlemen, pushing profits back to the American farmer and rancher, and providing the highest quality meats to you. No cold cows here. Please go to unitedharvest.com and type in the discount code FRIENDS15 to enjoy 15% off your first order. That's FRIENDS15. Ladies and gentlemen, these are premium cuts of meat with the company paying nearly twice the market price to cattlemen for their finest cattle. You will not be disappointed. And, and Jake, I think for someone, and, and again, I, I'm, to me, this podcast is nothing at the end to encourage people to, to get active and do get active now as far as contacting people, let them know where we stand on this. If, if you agree with us. Um, and you know, you mentioned, you mentioned a little about losing our freedoms and, and you, you said early on, on the onset of this, that you were going to talk some about the COVID-19 and, and I'm sure, I'm sure you, you like me know that there is such a thing as COVID-19. I mean, we don't scoff at the idea that it's here, but man oh man oh man there there's even even on a local basis local a local diner here is really struggling and you you hear about um you know you hear about in these certain states where they're they're almost dictator dictate what how am i trying to say that word <laughs> like a bunch of dictators <laughs> let's let's yeah, go like that route. dictatorship yeah yeah and and you know making lockdowns and and uh you know i i um in terms of the COVID, I, I think that it's real. Uh, I think it's dangerous to certain people. Uh, people have lost their lives over it. Um, but Jake, I, I couldn't exaggerate. Over, since March, I, I, I don't know the number. If I said a number, then I would be exaggerating. But driving down the interstate and witnessing a car pass me uh, or on a two-lane highway meet me, and, a, and an adult person in that car, a single adult person in that car wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen and, it too. Yeah, I mean, we, we've all seen it, and I'm like, what, what, what are you doing here? And it's just like, whatever we're told to do, um, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I, I, don't, I, I have my opinion on a mask, but I'm not a doctor. If someone wants to wear one and thinks that's what they should do, but it looks to me it almost feels to me like, how do I say this without somebody thinking I'm half nuts? Um, maybe the government wants to see just how much they can control us, what, what they can get us to do, you know? Yeah. Um, early, do you remember early on on this COVID, Jake, when, when you heard reports of certain states were turning prisoners out of, out of jail? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. Okay. So if you believe, uh, you know, uh, President-elect, let's, let's refer to Joe Biden as President-elect Biden. Um, he, he has vowed, as recently as three days ago, I think it was, that on his first day, he is going to command a 100-day lockdown. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
Um, for people in the cattle industry, uh, if that doesn't get your ear, I don't know what will. You know, we, we've all complained since last March about the show. Not I mean, we're, we've been concerned, let's say it that way, about the shows that have been canceled. And God bless the, the cattle industry and, and the livestock industry. People have picked up the reins and, and made other shows happen. <clears throat> but there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, unknowns out there. He's vowed for, for 100 days of lockdown. He's going to control this virus and what have you. And, and none, none of this makes any sense to me um, where, where we're headed here. So with, with the fact that we start out talking about how we're going to Oklahoma City and, and you know, we're, we're proud to be going, we, we don't know what, what this thing's going to hold after January if he's going to hold true to his word. And so I, I think people, especially in our industry, um, I think they need to pay attention to what's going on here and get a hold of some of these people. Um, but anyway, I, I kind of I got off track here a little. Early on on this, there's nothing more locked down or lock up, if you will, as being in prison. Remember they were turning people out of prison for fear they'd get the, get the virus? Mm -hmm. Well, why not just put a mask on them? <laughs> you already... Well, you already got them in lockdown or lock up. Say it however you want to. You got you got half the problem covered. If if lockdown is going to fix the COVID nineteen problem, you got them in lock up or lock down. And and if masks are going to the end all cure all, put put a mask on them and keep them in jail where they belong. I mean, they were they were turning uh, child molesters out of jail for God's sakes when this thing first started. I don't know what they're doing now. Like, do you know really what's going I, on? I there? haven't heard much of, about that since uh, some of the news that you're talking about was reported. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it, I, I know that's getting out in the weeds just a little bit, thinking that the COVID thing's been used to, you know, we use it. It definitely got used in the election. Do you agree on that? I mean, as, as far as uh, the new balloting system? I 100% agree. I think it opened the door for all the mail-ins and it. And I think that's the backdrop that was used to justify a lot of the changes to these states' election laws that have put so many things in question now. Yep. And look, let me say so, this about COVID-19. Hey, my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife, our youngest daughter have had it. Thank God all came through it okay. But Bob, you and I both have friends in the cattle business who have lost loved ones. And yep. we've, you know, they've asked for a prayer request. We probably, everyone listening, have said a prayer for somebody that we know. And I know it's a real thing. And I want to echo what you said. And, and we don't want to downplay the seriousness of this. But by the same time, we want to be logical about it. And, you know, it seems like the side of this that Biden and Harris are on wants to make the cure for it much worse than the disease. And I think that was my point. Yep. Yeah. And, and as horrible as it is, if it if your family has been, has lost somebody with this, I mean, it hurts and, and we get that and we want to say that out loud, but we don't want, I mean, we've, we've lost lives. We don't want to lose an entire country though. And another shutdown as Bob alluded to, you know, we think losing shows are bad. Let's talk about losing the value that these registered seed stock and show cattle and, and cattle in general have talking about losing our livelihoods if we save our country but in the process lose our entire livelihoods our entire way of life what what have we done 
You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. It's like, you know, we're going we're gonna to lose your house, you're going to lose your car, gonna, but good news, you'll still be alive. Well, I don't, I don't know if that sounds like such a great trade to me. And I think yeah, that's you know what's what? on the line as one of the consequences pivoting back to this election. I hope this gives people some motivation and some incentive as to the seriousness of this and, and what's at stake. I think that's what we're driving at. Well, yeah. And, and what I would say, you you know, my, my main motivator, Jake, and I'll bet you're, you know, you and I haven't talked about this, but I'll bet, I'll bet your main motivator is identical to mine. My, my main, my main motivator when I get up in the morning is seeing my kids and thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there in years. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready for the care center yet, but, but I've, I've had a great life. I've lived a, 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 fairly long life already. I, I, I plan on live, living a many more, but my kids are young and, and they're going to have kids. And, and I, I'm dang concerned about what they're going to grow up in, what kind of world they're going to grow up in. But, but this is, this sounds like a campaign thing, you and me, like we're campaigning for president Trump. That that's not where I'm at. I mean, I, I love the guy myself. I mean, that, that's not going to be popular with some of the ears that hear this. But but with that being said, I, I'm concerned about a, an election that if, if I'm correct and if you're correct, and this has been fraudulently uh, stolen from from our current president, um, and nothing's done about it now. Now we, we, we gotta we gotta make these calls. It's got to be done now, because if this gets let go, if this gets let go, Jake. Uh, whether this makes me an extremist, if it does, then I'm an extremist. If we look the other way with this and think, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, I, I hope the cattle show that I'm headed to this week, I hope it goes good. And I hope I can bring home that banner. Frankly, uh, that banner uh, doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot to me. If, if we just look the other way and we don't do anything possible to the, uh, to the best interest for our future, for the future of our kids and their kids, um, and we let an election get stolen, like I think this one was. I don't think there'll never, ever be another fair election again. I truly, I truly believe that. And um, thirty years down the road, somebody can tell me what a dumb statement that was. But that—that's what I truly believe. And I think is, Jake, do do you agree with this? I know you do, but it's a rhetorical question. Do you think we could be involved in any better industry than what we're involved in, as far as just high, high quality people? I mean, I, I don't, I don't give a darn if they're a Republican. They're, we just, we're just involved in an industry that's got so many intelligent, bright, great, found, uh, you know, basic people. A hundred percent agree with that, and and it's the kind of people you talked about your children. It's the kind of business you don't mind bringing your kids to work, so to speak. It's the kind of people I want my kids to be around. I want some of what's made all these people we deal with successful to rub off on our kids a little bit. I think you'd you'd probably feel the same way. But the work ethic, um, the drive, the ambition that these people have, and and it's not always glamorous. People aren't afraid to get their hands dirty get some mud and some grit and some grime on them and, and people that are tough minded and persistent and resilient, able to take a hit and come back and, and, and live to fight again. That's, that's the kind of people I like to be around, Bob. So I want my family to be around. Yep. And, and, you know, this isn't something we're talking about right at the moment, but I, I want to, you know, where we're at right now, Jake, I mean, 
I've seen so many changes since when I was a kid. And, and I'm sure my parents said the same thing when they were young to when they got older. But, you know, another thing that, that we're dealing with here, and I don't know many people that, that go for this, but, you know, we're in this cancel culture. You know, there this, I think it was this, was it this summer when we were tearing down all the statues? Yeah, yeah. We had to have a riot and, and yep. burn got to, everything. Got to burn a building the down statues and, and, yeah. and take the Confederate flag down and, and whatever. And, you know, what, what I compare that to is, okay, j- just take in your life, you know, whenever I do a, a Purina slash Weaver clinic, uh, you know, at not, not every time, but once in a while I'll, I'll have someone ask this question so, similar to this about, you know, what, what's been the best teacher for you in life? And, you know, the, you know at first when, you, when I answer them, but I'm serious, I'll say failure. Failure has been my best teacher. And, I, and it really has. Okay, so, and, and I think, I'll bet you'd say the same thing if you really think about it, that, that you're going to learn more from failure than you are from success. You never forget those. You, you don't forget. So, so this, is, this is what I say about th- this culture, uh, this cancel culture. So, so we're going to tear down a statue of something that maybe wasn't so glamorous back in, in this country's past. We're going to tear it. We're going to get rid of it. All they're doing, they're wanting to erase our real history from the young minds of people. So they don't know what this country really was founded on. So let's just put it on a personal level. Let's just take Jake Scott's memory. And in, in your memory bank, what makes you more successful as you get older and make better choices for yourself, for your family, for your business, is your memory. So, so I, get to, I get to go in and I get to erase everything negative that Jake Scott has ever have happened in his life. Not the good thing, just the bad things, just the things that weren't so glamorous. You're going to go back and make those same mistakes again, Jake, if they're not in your memory. You're exactly yeah. right. Touching, yeah, it, Bob, it, it's as simple as touching a hot stove. You feel pain yeah. so that you don't get hurt worse and don't do it again the next time. Yeah, I mean, everything this country do, did wasn't, wasn't a positive. I, I get that. But I, we still live in the best country on the planet, period. And, and did we make some mistakes? Of course we did. But I, I want my kids to know about, about the history of this country, and the good and the bad, and uh, so we don't make those mistakes again. And it's just like we're, we're, it, you know, we're living in a world that's so, so doggone crazy right now. And um, I don't know. Uh, it probably seems crazier to me because I'm the age I am, but uh, my, my kids, and, and admittedly, my kids are as conservative as I am. And, and they, they, at their young age, can't, can't hardly believe what they're seeing going on, you know? Yeah. Well, Bob, I want to pivot at this point in the conversation, and I hope you folks are with us. I mean, Bob and I, we're just, we're just having an honest conversation about this. I hope you enjoy listening to it, but you've mentioned several times we've got to act. It's time to do something. Time's running out. You know, you've, you've teased that a little bit. If you're like me though, you hear this and it's frustrating as hell and it just almost can get you down. I've got to tune out. I'm like you, I probably watch a little more news than what I should, but I have, I've probably cut that down by two thirds or more in the last two years because it can just be depressing to me. And, I, and I've got mm-hmm. to tune it out. And I feel a little hopeless or a little helpless would be a better way to say it. I go to vote. 
I'm, I'm more than willing to speak to anybody that wants to talk to me about what I believe or, or if anybody's got questions about, you know, I'm willing to do my part in that sense, but that seems like such a small drop in the bucket compared to the 300 million people who live in this country. And let's face it, Bob, not everybody thinks the way that, that we do and our families do. And we respect that. There's, there's people that see the world in a different light. We're all going to vote our stock, so to speak. Everybody gets to fill out the, the ballot on election day. It's a beautiful thing about our country. But to the extent that we question the honesty of this election, what can we do? And when you talk about time running out, let's put some meat on the bones there. You and I are actually doing this on uh, New Year's Eve, this recording. On January 6th, Bob, the final step in this long election process comes to fruition. And that is when our government, our Congress, our House of Representatives, and our Senate will meet to certify this election. And this is where I had to go back and do some research um, from the old civics class. I didn't remember how all this took place. So folks, if you're, if you're kind of new to politics, we go and we fill out our ballots on election day, or you have the absentee or mail-in ballots, but you get to put in your place, your vote, your state then casts electoral votes. So there's an electoral college that meets your state votes in every state's a little different, but your state will vote to reflect the way that its citizens have voted. Now on January 6th, our government will meet to certify the results of this electoral college. And if Bob, if I'm getting out of line anywhere here, I'm, I'm not an expert, so you, you chime in. But in that process, um, which will be presided over, by the way, by, by Vice President Pence, a call will go out, a question, in other words, will be asked, is there anyone who objects to the electoral vote count? So Vice President Pence will stand in front of all this, the U.S. representatives, all the U.S. senators, and will ask, anybody got a problem with this? Anybody have an objection? Okay. If not, then the votes are counted as submitted from the, each state's respective electorals, and the vote is certified, um, which in this case, if it happens, would mean Joe Biden is our new president and Kamala Harris is our new vice president. Trump and Pence would go out, I believe, on the 20th. It'd be their last day of, auction, uh, of, of office. But if anyone does object, and these objections have to be made in writing and signed by uh, at least one member of both the House and Senate, so if you're a, a representative and you make the objection, you have to have a senator that, that signs on with you. So if an, an objection is made, then the two houses have to the House Representative and the Senate, I should say, will go back to their respective chambers and will discuss the merits of the objection. I think like a two-hour um, recess where they can discuss this. If both the House and the Senate, and I know we're kind of getting deep here, but follow along with me, stay with me. If both the House and the Senate agree with the objection that's made, then the votes won't be counted. The, the objected votes won't be counted. If only the House or the Senate agrees with the objection, then the electoral votes will be counted as cast. The vote becomes official. Now, you wonder, will anybody do this? Is it a long shot? Absolutely, it's a long shot. But a gentleman named Mo Brooks, who I believe is a U.S. Uh, state rep a U.S. representative, 
from Alabama has already said, yeah, I'm going to object to it. And Bob, I think just this week I read that there's now a senator, maybe a newly elected senator, that's going to join with him. So that would give legally the necessary vote from one representative, one senator, to make this an official objection. Here's where you and I can come in, and all the listeners of the Cattle Pro um, audience, if you, like us, feel compelled to take some action and do your part and stand up and fight for this thing, we need to get on the phones, on the emails, contact our representatives and senators in our respective states, ASAP, and tell them what we think and turn up some heat on these guys because this is, the, this is what they respond to. When their offices start getting flooded with um, calls and emails and, and communication from their constituents, they listen. And so it's time to make our voices heard and say, hey, we believe that there's enough smoke here that there could be some fire and we want you to investigate at the very least this election. So let's get that done before we certify it. And maybe we can get more senators and, and representatives to join these objections. And what I'm going to do, Bob, if, um, if folks, President Trump and, and some of the people investigating this, specifically in some of the main states in question, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona. If you're a resident of those states, I'll say it again, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, or Arizona, we're going to go over to our Facebook page and we'll make this shareable on the Cattle Pros Facebook page. We're going to put up some phone numbers that you can call to just ask for the allegations of fraud in your state elections to be investigated at the very least. And like um, Bob, you and I said earlier, if this thing's investigated thoroughly, correctly, properly, and it's found that, you know, there was something here, something there, but it was straight up, these are the results, here's how it went down, I think we can all accept it. Might not like it, but I think we can all accept it. But at the very least, what's wrong with double-checking and being sure, especially with that lengthy list of evidence that we laid out at the very beginning of this podcast? By the way, since then, since those facts that we stated just in the past couple of days, more and more things that are just odd and hard to explain keep happening. In New York, a company called City Blue Imaging that just happens to print the, the uh, ballots, and, I'm, and maybe it's just the mail-in ballots, do the research yourself, but for the, uh, for the election in New York, the company that did the printing of the ballots happened to burn to the ground on Christmas Eve. And maybe it just did, but there's so many of these odd coincidences. As Bob told you, in Georgia, during their Senate hearing, in real time, in front of an audience, they're able to hack into this Dominion voting machine that we're all told is unhackable, not even... Uh, shows you how techy I am, Bob. I don't know if that's even a word, unhackable. But, <laughs> you know, close. it's not even supposed to be connected to the Internet. And yet they can freely send data to it, take data from it, change the data back and forth. And by the way, data, that sounds a little too techy. Let's just say what it is, votes. That's what data is in a voting machine is the votes. So it just stinks, you know, and I think it's worth looking into. So what we're here to do, is to ask you folks to get involved. Now, Bob, tell me a little bit more about this because I don't know about the Stop the Steal campaign. Matt has shared some information. Is there a rally that's going to be held 
on January 6th in all 50 states. Is that right? Well, yes. And I don't know which cities for sure in each state. I mean, Matt, it, it's my understanding Matt's going to D.C. Uh, Steve Martin, who's a cattle friend of mine from Indiana, I, I think he's going. Uh, they were in D.C. there while we were in Louisville for one. So, yeah, I, but I can't tell you which cities they're in for sure. Um, but but they're planning on literally millions. I mean, this isn't just uh, <clears throat> something to be talking about just for the heck of it because uh, the cattle are clipped and we don't have anything else to do. There's just too many people that are seeing the oddities that you just talked about, Jake, and that are that are following this. Let, let, let me back up just for a second about the guy two days ago in real time hacking the Dominion servers, the Domi excuse me, the Dominion voting machines. Um, for those that, that maybe aren't keeping up like we are, and I don't mean that derogatory, I'm just stating maybe what's going on with you as listeners, that right, out, right out of the gate, right after the November 3rd election, <clears throat> it, was, it, it was put out there that these Dominion machines were compromised, <clears throat> excuse me, to the point of switching votes. Uh, I, think, I think there was a 68.5% uh, margin of error. They were switching votes from, that were cast for President Trump that were switched them to, to uh, Joe Biden. And, and so that, that's where the dominion thing comes in. And, and then again, in two days ago, in real time, the guy, and, and the guy testified on behalf of dominion that th that was not possible. It couldn't happen. There was no connection to their machines and the internet. And a guy did it to prove, mm -hmm. what, what did you think that was a Senate hearing in Georgia? Jake? I think it was a state Senate. Yep. Yeah. State Senate. Hearing that's or something. How I yeah. understood it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they, they, sh they showed it on, on a TV station tonight, not, not on mainstream media. They, sh they showed him doing it. In real, they showed the guy's face. He was kind of a balding guy. And he, he did it with his cell phone right, right there in front of him. And so th this isn't, again, this isn't conspiracy theory. And let, let me just, you know, I, I get this genetically from my dad. He always gave examples. And Jake, I gave you this example um, when we started, because I, I don't want this to get so long that people are like, uh, this got boring, you know, but, um, you know, I gave you the example, Jake, that if let's just say you and Eldon hired somebody out on the ranch and boy, when you got him, you got rave reviews of him, thought he was a heck of a hand doing you a heck of a job. And about a week or two after he's out there working for you. And, and what I'm relating this to is, is encouraging you people to call these representatives in these States and give them an earful and, and, promote them to act. So I call you and I say, Hey, Jake, I, that guy, you hired old Joe out there. I, I don't know. I've been, I've heard some things about him. You may want to keep an eye on him. And at that point, Jake, I think you're going to take that as, well, we've never heard that before, Bob. I think that's gossip. So a week later, you get another call from another concerned cattleman and says, Jake, I, that old boy you hired, I don't know. I, he used to work for so-and-so. And at the end of a month, you got six calls. At some point, Jake, you're, you're going to act on that, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to start to wonder, um, maybe we did uh, make a mistake. Maybe we should look into this guy a little mistake. bit. Yeah, and so that, that I think is the value of us flooding these people with phone calls. Is it going to change anything? I don't know that. I know, I know doing nothing isn't going to change. And I, I'm not saying that in a scolding manner. Um, I, I just think if... You know, for those that say, you know, well, <clears throat> um, there's not much we can do about it. We, we, we've got to try. I, I think 
in my mind, there's not a hair on, on my head that doesn't believe that uh, <clears throat> this, this election was stolen and it was fraudulent. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. And I, I think, I think we, we need to step up and do what we can to, to at least get them to fairly investigate this thing. I, I probably think I dumbed this down too much. And that's just my nature, I guess, how I understand things. But um, if you play sports and, and you've ever been in a game that ended up close and you lost and you didn't give it your all, that will haunt you for the rest of your life. Maybe in our world, we can talk about a cattle show where, um, you know, we kind of half-assed it, excuse my French, on some preparation or feeding or fitting or whatever, or somebody overslept show morning or something, and we didn't leave it all on the field. We didn't leave it all in the show ring. And you didn't get the outcome you wanted or, or the results that you wanted. And you'll never forget that. And as I sit here and look at this election thing, I'm kind of reminded of those moments in my life. And I've had them, to be very frank. I've had them. And I don't like it. That's a horrible feeling. Regret is a horrible feeling, especially in those instances where there's something that you personally could have done to have potentially changed it. And that's a little Jake. bit where I'm at on this whole thing, Bob. I'm, I'm to the point where, you know, at first I was, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but at first I was nope. a little lukewarm. I'm like, yeah, maybe some sour grapes, kind of to the example that you gave about the ranch and yeah, maybe some sour grapes or whatever. And then here comes a little more information. Here comes more evidence. Here comes the, the actual voting machine. And I'm like, okay, this is becoming like a tidal wave that's too big to ignore. Jake, I, I want to expound on what you said there just a second ago. And, and again, this, this is a, hopefully an encouragement tool for some of you listening to, to, to actually make those phone calls. Uh, I, I wrestled in high school. I graduated from high school in 1973. And, you, and, and it goes back to your point about being in an athletic event and knowing when it was over that you didn't give your all. This has haunted me. Not, not to, it, it really didn't affect my life. But when I was a sophomore in high school, <clears throat> I went to the state wrestling tournament. And the second round of the state wrestling tournament, I wrestled this stud kid. I mean, he was a horse. And when I stepped on that mat, Jake, I didn't, I, I didn't have 100% confidence I could beat that kid. And for a lot of you listening to this, probably don't know a lot about wrestling, or maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I, I literally... When that mat, when that whistle blew, or when that when that alarm went off, when the when the match was over, I I've, I've never forgot that as long as I lived. And and I was a sophomore in high school. I graduated in 1973, and I knew that I could have beat that kid when it was, but I didn't believe it at the time. Mm. And 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 that's been a lot, a lot of years ago. That's been like 47 years ago. And mm. so if 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 I can. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it don't haunt me. That'd, that'd be a stretch. But but I remember it. I'm like, if I'd have just give my all. And I if really, you could go really back do. again, you did a heartbeat, you know. Yeah, if can't. I could go That's back. But, but but there's there's no redo. And the, the kid went on. He had a very successful career. Heck, he, maybe he was better than me, but I know I didn't leave. I didn't leave it all on the mat that day. And And to this day, I remember that very vividly. And I think that's where we're at right here. That's, that's how I would encourage somebody, I guess. I'd leave them with that thought of 
just make that phone call. Will it make a difference? I guess time will tell, but make, make that phone call and put some heat and put some pressure on our elected officials who at sometimes I think once we get them elected, I think they think they're bigger and smarter than us. And I think we need to put the heat on them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I don't see any downside to, to doing that or any downside to, um, to just looking into this thing. I do see a lot of downside if we let this stuff go unchecked. I think there's consequences for our nation. I think there's consequences for us personally and for our families. And maybe most impactful, I think there's consequences for our future generations, you know, as our families go on. I mean, this is, I hope they don't look back at us one day if we don't do anything and go, well, oh, Grandpa Jake kind of let us down there. They, I wish that generation would have said something. You know, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So, look, what we're asking you to do is be proactive. And, again, we're going to post some phone numbers and put some information out on social media. I think it will get shared around quite a little bit. Take, take action. Make a phone call. Write an email. But what we're also going to ask you to do is not panic. Don't keep yourself up at night. Don't make this something more than what it should be. Um, do all you can do and then go out and, and eat a really nice meal with your family, watch a good movie. Do, I mean, because at the end of the day, really, we can do all we can do and that's it, but we can't freak out. And I truly believe, Bob, that it's in our best interest to, to draw our line in the sand and, and make her stand. But then it's time to sit back and acknowledge, hey, I've done my part. I can do no more. Life's going to go on one way or the other, with me or without me. And um, you can let this stuff, and, and unfortunately, Bob, I think also today, you and I probably have a lot of friends even, but a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, no matter what you believe. And you can equate this to anything, politics, religion, race, cow shows, whatever, we can get so bogged down in the minutia of this stuff and, and it can kind of feel weighty and heavy. It can get you down and I don't want to see anybody do that. And I hope our conversation doesn't do that, um, Bob. And it's maybe a little easier um, for folks that, that have some religion in their life, honestly. We're, we're Christians. We, we follow Jesus. We believe in God. And, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to say that um, I think everything's in, in his control. Um, it helps me a lot kind of tamp down stress in my life because you know, I think God wants us to do our part, but I think uh, at the same time, he's 100% controlling everything in the world, in my life. And um, quite frankly, Bob, the truth is he already knows who's going to win this election. He knows the outcome of this. He knows the outcome. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to back that up a little bit. And, um, you know, we're not afraid to talk about things like, uh, obviously, politics with Bob. If you've listened to our interview with Brandon Callis, we're not afraid to talk about race, and we're sure not talk, afraid to talk about God and a little religion on here. But to back up what I'm saying a little bit, if you've got a Bible, go to the book of Daniel, chapter 221. It's written, He, God, He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. So what I'm saying is, is God has a plan that won't be denied. We might not understand it. <clears throat> President Trump was, if you believe the Bible like I do, was part of God's plan. And uh, if he's through with that now, then Trump needs to move on. Maybe part of God's plan is using something from a Biden-Harris administration, and I'm fine with that. Um, but 
you know, what I don't want you to do is sit back and say, well, if God's in control of everything, why even worry about this stuff? He's already got it worked out. You know what I mean, Bob? You know, like, yeah, why should right. I get involved? You got to act on it though. You got to act on it. So again, to back that up a little bit with what we believe, again, in the Bible, if you go to Chronicles, David, who was the stud, mighty warrior king of Israel, you know, every time he would go into battle, he would know if he was going to be victorious. God would tell him, but he still had to go fight the fight. He had to go fight the battle. God doesn't just give us things. I really think he wants us to be engaged and be part of the process. And, and will we win? Will we lose? I don't know. Time will tell. But I know for a fact that if we don't stand up and do something, we'll get back to that thing we were talking about, Bob, with regret. And that's something that follows us around for the rest of our lives. So if we fight and lose, you know, we got a piece that, that comes from at least engaging and leaving it on the field. And for me, at least, and I want to encourage you folks, I can accept whatever outcome as God's will, because that's the way I believe. Bob, how about you? Yep. We're on the same page. Yeah. So anyway, we just want to just want to back that up a little bit because we know this is it's kind of some deep stuff that we're getting into and we, we don't want to panic anybody for sure. Just want everybody to do their part. So guys, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to this. Hopefully you stuck with us through the whole interview here. I, I know we swerved in and out a lot of topics, but mostly Bob, I want to tell you thanks and express uh, appreciation to you as much as anyone also to our friend Matt Lautner for encouraging this interview to take place. Um, a lot of people might kind of think, man, I shouldn't talk about this. It could affect my, my friendships. It could affect my business or something. But as Bob said, I, I think it's to the point that it's a little bigger than that now. And um, no matter what side of the fence you're on, I think it's important enough to have this conversation. And uh, Bob, I want to appreciate you for having the courage to, to just come on here and the patriotism, quite frankly, to, to give your opinion and to speak out about it. So thank you. Well, and thanks for having me, Jake. I just, I just hope we've encouraged somebody to, to, to make those phone calls and God willing, uh, this thing will come out the way, uh, the way I want it to come out anyway. And I think what's most beneficial for this country, but again, I appreciate you taking the time, um, to do this. Uh, it's been enjoyable and, um, we'll see what happens. And I hope we see a lot of, you in Oklahoma city. Big event coming up down there, Cattlemen's Congress. Bob, I look forward to seeing you down there. Um, uh, we're going to have some – we're not going to have cattle as a ranch this time, first time in a long time. Um, look forward to getting back to that when things get a little more normal. But we are going to have some cattle and some sales and stuff. So we'll be down there. And so if you see us, holler at us, say hi. Man, we'd love to visit with you and, and uh, just see everybody again. I think it's going to be good to get together. It's going to be great to be there. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Bob. Once again, Bob May, Mineral Point, Wisconsin. You've been listening to the Cattle Pros Podcast, and we sure appreciate it. Be sure and check in with us often. We've got more great episodes on the way. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks all.